Hi there and welcome to episode 153 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, the man who has just enough emotional intelligence not to impulsively force us to write a whole script on it back in episode 145. And as usual, I'm joined by Dr. Alex Connor, the man who in episode 145 said, we're focusing on IQ today because we're doing a whole episode on emotional and social intelligence soon, even though we hadn't discussed it at all. And the woman who was in an EQ every night in Bocon Trent in the 90s, Mrs. ADHD. That's a Q for ecstasy, Sam, an EQ. in the 90s. Very true, uh, but it didn't go with uh, EQ, does it? Um, okay. Alex, hi. A high EQ is probably more important than a high IQ, James, for, for success. And Sam, hi. Hi. How are you both, Mrs. ADHD first? Same. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the... the <laughs> people have to sometimes Sorry. suspend disbelief and assume that we record, that we don't batch record these um, in Same. any way. We used, to, we used to change, like, shirts and jumpers, didn't we, to try and make it look like yeah. we weren't batch recording. Now we just don't give a fuck. And, and Alex, you? Um, I'm absolutely excellent, thank you. Yeah, good. Uh, obviously, you probably know that I forgot to insert a listener intern metrics joke here because I've got the EQ of a of a wounded sparrow, <laughs> and, and to have to have strong emotional intelligence, you really have to feel what, for example, an audience feel, and I, you know, I just don't. And would you believe that one of those listeners has sent us a letter, James? I wouldn't, no. That's right, James. Yes, it's from a. I'm just going to check. It's from a, a Robert from Kidderminster. It says, um, "I listened to your episode on task switching, and can I just ask, how does James go from human to bat so easily if he struggles with task switching? Is that a cognitive task, or is it because he smells blood?" It's a good question, yeah, uh, Robert. We we don't know. Um, James, do you want to answer? Do you know? It's it? a, normally just, it's an emotional dysregulation thing. Don't ah, control it. Okay, you don't choose to be bat. No, no. <laughs> bat. Can I read out a real letter? Yes, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It says, and this is from Sarah, loser of the keys. It says, thank you so sodding much for all of this wonderful nonsense in one place. But most of all, for not being show ponies, although I have just put on a posh new jumper, so maybe I am. Uh, thank you for every interruption, every long pause, every tangent and every, what was I saying? They make it all so much more relatable, real and truly representative that us ADHD folk are not sunshiny superheroes that light up every day with our silly ways. You inspire and enable me in a way that nothing else manages to, which in turn helps me educate and support others too. Anyway, enough of this soppy shite. I'm off to continue the wild medication goose chasing that we currently get to enjoy on a monthly basis. Hopefully, I'll also remember to subscribe properly to Patreon after I've pressed send on this. It could happen. <laughs> Much love and eternal thanks, which is loads of thanks if you're a mortal like James. <laughs> that is from Sarah, loser of the keys. Um, this was from our Buy Me A Coffee site that I definitely know what that is from Sarah. But I haven't asked if I can use their name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for that in some. Sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Luckily, it's a relatively and, common name. And here we have the Anchorman element of this podcast, which is if it's written, we'll read it out. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
And as usual, Tarquin, the metrics intern, has given me some information about another city we have listeners in when he wasn't busy uh, sharing stock exchange tips with Sam's posh dad. It's the beautiful Zurich in Switzerland. The metrics intern has told us a fact about Switzerland. For those who may not know it, the Gross Munster Church is actually a giant robot that protects Europe from disgruntled mandrills. It's operated by a secret society called the uh, Mandrill Schutzgesellschaft, which I really like. What's a mandrill? Is that a bird? Oh, or a do you know what? Well, it's a little monkey, but I got so distracted when I was doing my jewelry making course because she kept talking about a ring mandrill. And at the whole time, my brain's just going, a mandrill? Is that a little monkey or is it a bird? I'm not sure which one is it. As so well. I don't think I can Google it because I'm in a jewelry making class and I should be paying attention. Maybe I should ask her what a mandrill is when it comes to jewelry. Anyway. And I just did the exact same thing. Yes. It's, a, it's 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 actually relatively large monkey mandrels. Did you, if, you, if you remember if you remember brass, I, I know. The whole well, episode. that's what reminded yeah. me of it—the brass yeah. one. Yeah. Did you put anyway, um, mandrel protection team in Google uh, so, Society? Mandrel protection society. Yeah, that's mm. what it came back with. Actually, I guess. <laughs> yes. Anyway, as usual, this Instagram post has got seventy thousand likes for saying ADHD is. ADHD is not a disorder. It's a difference in ability. When a really good one we did got 12 likes of a podcast, <laughs> it's a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last time around was about ADHD and task switching. And today we're focusing on ADHD and emotional intelligence or EI or EQ or, or something. I'm not really sure. Thanks to Alex in episode 145 for <laughs> suggesting this topic. The three parts include the pound shop, James Dean of Evidence, Alex the Psycho, education monkey hello talking about the theme our personal reflections um not on workplace discrimination again no. haven't changed that script properly on emotional intelligence and then finally the bit a bit of gabby loganing in the last bit where we give you our tips ding so That's alex i i know you're super relaxed all the time and this may feel inauthentic um but tell us about adhd and ei or eq i don't care carry on I knew you were going to feel that, you see, because I can sense. Well, I mean, was that was that a joke? Do you remember when we talked about IQ in episode 145, James? Mm -hmm. Do you remember we said there was little difference between adults with ADHD and adults without ADHD for our in general intelligence in thinking about logical processes and in understanding concepts and using all of that to think about abstract ideas? Um, so that IQ that we don't actually differ from the regular population is just one type of intelligence, but there are lots and lots of them. Please don't list them. <laughs> I will. Thank you. I will list them. Yeah. Boring list facts. So this physical intelligence, sports, dance, critical thinking, communicational intelligence. So like thinking from the perspective of an audience, ironically. Uh, processing speed, even musical or linguistic intelligence, visual, spatial, lots and lots of different types. And we're definitely going to do an episode on each and every one very soon. <laughs> Could we please stick to the spreadsheet of actually topics? Yes, we do. We do. And we, and we do. And we do, I Samantha. I don't think they've suggested all of these things. One, I think no. yeah. oh, that they've done Sam. first. Sam, we're not going to do all of those episodes. Alex didn't put his hand up to indicate it was a joke, but it was. I should have it done was that. a joke. Yeah. Oh, because sorry. this whole episode is a joke, is one because I see what I did, Sam. I'll. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. one of the types of intelligence that is very, very important for how successful we are and internally happy is 
about emotions or the people's emotions, our emotions, understanding them, responding to them. This is the emotional intelligence or EI or sometimes called EQ because they wanted a abbreviation that was like mm. IQ, I guess. It isn't a definite fixed thing. It's not a thing. In most psychological research now, it's included with emotional and social intelligence. But it can be divided into, James, another boring list clacks on. Mm. Some of these are well-established challenges as well for us. So you ready? So spotting and responding other people's emotions and them and their moods, understanding and responding to your own emotions and moods, but also your own values and your motivations. Accurately interpreting emotional responses to stimuli. So why did they behave like that? Why did I? How do I know that feeling is is real? Feeling and demonstrating compassion. That in and of itself is a form of emotional intelligence. It's, it's empathy, both feeling and demonstrating. To be aware of and distinguishing emotional empathy and cognitive empathy, understanding and feeling other people's responses. And sixthly, the ability to express and describe your own emotional responses. Now, I'm glad for once I actually was listening because do you have any of those? <laughs> no, I don't think I do. Right, I have one of them. The issue is if you struggle with these, and and there are often environmental reasons why we might, as well as biological ones, it can lead to people who get really stressed and feel misunderstood and you can feel bitter about it and angry for long periods. We can lack empathy. It's not just ADHD if you just struggle with emotional empathy in general. Um, you could think that other people are oversensitive or that, that you could start to refuse to listen to other points of view and difficult to cope with emotionally charged situations. And people struggling with emotions can make assumptions quickly and defend them probably vehemently. Oh, that sounds common in ADHD too. <laughs> ADHD too. What about emotional intelligence and ADHD? Sorry, I was thinking about what you said. What? That's never happened before. I know. That's what it is. And what are you writing? Well, I'll tell you later. Oh, it's about, is it about the podcast? Just carry That's... on. No, just carry on. It's a, a, an excellent question, Sam, no, really well. Of... Uh, my, my bit. I have like three bits in this podcast. Oh, because you asked about ADHD? Yes, my bit. Just shush, Bab. Shush. We get, we're talking about ADHD. Grown-ups talking, James. Shush. I'm trying to answer James Sam's excellent question on ADHD and emotional intelligence. You could learn a thing or two from her, James. Mm, mm. There is unusually some evidence for adults wow. with ADHD. Unfortunately, it doesn't make brilliant reading. We are often faced with this paradox that we know emotional problems are found in pretty much every ADHD type. And yet there's this sort of TikTok, Instagram bullshit wisdom that we are supernatural, empathetic, fairy-like emotional creatures who are too good for this neurotypical world. And I've never related to that. And I always feel like a miserable bastard saying, not me. And I know, James, you feel the same. I think Sam mm. too. So we, we know that understanding our own emotions and thoughts in general, this metacognition is on average worse in ADHD. If you look at the parts of the brain that spot emotions in us and in other people and that respond to them, they're often affected in ADHD too. So we can get stuck on certain emotions, flooded by them. Um, we don't, don't often don't know which is the most important emotion to feel or to respond to. And emotional responses can be helpful to us and it can hurt the people around us. And it doesn't fit with that TikTok nonsense. So on balance, we do probably, we probably have slightly lower, on average, emotional intelligence. But that isn't all of us. 
and many of us have worked on it to a point where we're actually good at spotting it because we know it's been a problem. What about, I'm sure one of those, I'm not sure, possibly one of those you talked about was kind of empathy. So what about this idea that we're, which is very often, again, reproducing the TikTok Instagram wisdom, that we're particularly empathic, empathetic? Yeah, it's a, you know, can we leave the questions to Sam, James? I don't know. (laughs) It's rubbish. No, that's it, isn't it? Everyone says, oh, we're more empathetic. I see it all the time to a point where it's fact. And a bit like, creativity the problem is seems to be the self-report scale all of us saying we are doesn't make it true we struggle with paying attention which includes paying attention to our emotions and other people's emotions this is not nice to say or hear but the weak evidence so far suggests that both children and adults with adhd probably have on average a tiny bit less emotional empathy not more I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I don't have none. And and we do have perfectly normal intellectual empathy. We read and understand emotions intellectually, on average, the same as anyone else. But we tend to not feel it in the same way, maybe because of intentional problems. Similar to studies in autistic people, and once again, suggesting links between ADHD and autism are very strong. I feel like I have loads of empathy. Too much. Yes. And and that is a really good point and a really, really important point. I need a massive exception klaxon going off. If you're thinking like, Sam, hang on, I'm really, I have too much emotional empathy, which is unusual. And I'm sure it's ADHD. It might be. So this is the klaxon. So those Instagram posts where they say all ADHD people are super empathetic might be reflecting one small type of ADHD person that doesn't include me. Um, and that's because of hypersensitivity and often connected to ADHD as well. So yes, Sam, and, and unusually autistic people are one of the only groups of people that can have too much emotional empathy. They have an almost pathological, exhausting level of sensitivity to tiny changes in someone's emotions or needs. We are all different, remember. And the science is done on averages and people are not averages. And there's another problem with this generalization. So impulsivity, hyperactivity, that can mean that we don't stop to read cues in social situations or we ignore them, even if we're reading them. So the empathy is there, but we impulsively go past that. So we might be very empathetic, but we don't stop ourselves from doing the thing that we know we shouldn't do anyway. Most of us, I think, have embarrassed ourselves by not reading the room or we've behaved in a way that isn't inverted commas, James Rabbit is socially acceptable. <laughs> that could be described as lack of empathy, but it isn't. It isn't. So hyper-focusing as well on something means you're not able to pay attention to something else, even if you would understand their emotional needs. Not a lack of empathy, but it sure looks like it from the outside. Um might be worth adding that abilities related to emotional intelligence, so what that means to you, like general mood and your own positive impression and adapting, they also appear to be lowered in children with ADHD. Oh, a lot of words, sorry. <clears throat> so what would, um, it was, what what would be the take-home message if, say, someone wasn't listening yeah. to any of that? <laughs> yeah, okay, the bold truth, ADHD Condition difference or disorder means that people with ADHD are at a greater risk of having low emotional intelligence than non-ADHD adults, not higher. But this might be a combination of some biology of ADHD, but the 
the symptoms of ADHD looking like we don't have empathy, but also the difficulty of facing challenges, mm. feeling like a <laughs> shit human our whole lives restricts that part of us because it's too sensitive. So growing up, facing the challenges we face, gives, it gives an opportunity for lived experience and awareness that actually is, is great for other people not to have, but it gi that gives us an outlook on the world that could be useful. That there's your superpower. Growing up with ADHD can give you a certain reflection on mm. life that is different and useful for other people, a different type of emotional intelligence. Struggling to criticise that as an end. So um, to save myself the embarrassment, we'll take a break and we'll come back for personal reflections on emotional intelligence in part two. See you in a bit. Alex, hi. Aight. What's up? Hello, Governor. Jesus Welcome back to episode 153 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we are talking about ADHD and emotional intelligence. These are our personal reflections on the theme. James, you're first in the script. Go. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. Um, you know, normally how I've got it's normally actually something that we would consider maybe a, a, a disabling part of ADHD or a negative part. And I've got all the bad things, all yeah, the bad know. things. Actually, this is one area where I, I know and I'm confident to say <clears throat> that I am emotionally intelligent. And I also seek out people who are emotionally intelligent and I struggle dealing with people who are not emotionally intelligent. I think that I have a really good ability to read the room to pick up on signals to understand other people's emotions unless it's about me so so one of the reasons i was single for so long in my 20s not just because of the fear of rejection was in glaringly obvious cases where someone was practically you know writing down i wanted yeah. to go out with you i just would be like absolutely can't pick that up at all I, I not at all but that was driven by well they wouldn't possibly ever want to would they but beyond that I, you know that ability to to talk at an emotional level to have and show cognitive and emotional empathy it's something that i i would see as being a strength i've got now i don't know if that's adhd i don't know if that's a product of being around people without those qualities for a lot of my life. And when I was growing up, I would always seek to be alternative to the people around me. So I grew up in a laddish culture <clears throat> and I rejected that. I grew up around people that liked certain music and films and clothes. I had to be different to that. So I don't know if part of it is though in those formative years, absolutely just not wanting to be kind of those people or to be it's like oppositional. that. Yeah, absolutely. Or I, or, or I don't know if, I, you know, my ADHD clearly comes from Robert from Kidderminster. I think although he was a quiet man, I think he did, he, he wasn't intellectually or um, in terms of academic qualifications intelligent, but he did have emotional intelligence. He could talk about things. I don't know if it's something that I've got from him, if it's my ADHD, if it's just something that's part of me. This is where I struggle with, positives of ADHD is that as Sam once said you know it take, it's taken so much for me why should I let it take that yeah. that positive trait that I've got yeah the evidence says so, it's just you happen to be someone with that yeah. ability and you are someone with that ability I have yeah. to say you, your emotional intelligence compared to mine is much higher isn't it I think we all know that. it's and it's it's really important to me I can't express enough I when I first met friend of the show uh, Jack Toblerone guy whatever you want to call him 
Um, and, you know, we listen, we live in Albury. It's not a, a great area. It's not an area where you would see good outcomes for people. It's quite deprived. I didn't know what to expect with Jack, having spoken to him on the phone. But immediately I could pick up huge levels of emotional intelligence. And that, to me, is something that I seek out. And as someone that's got basically no fucking friends, I'm very lucky to have somebody who I can have those conversations couched within you know, being able to accept other people's position, being able to talk at that emotionally intelligent level. It's so important to me. And it's something that I honestly, I've not seen a lot of in people I've known throughout the 48 years I've been on this planet. Do you feel it as well, James? Do you, do you feel these emotions or just understand them? Uh, it, it depends on the situation. So I, I, I do feel them in some situations. In some situations, it is just a, a cognitive acknowledgement that, oh, that what, must be What's terrible. that like? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to explain. It's like explaining uh, colours to somebody that can't see colours, I guess. Anyway, Sam, emotional That's... intelligence. Yeah, this is a, a weird one for me because I feel like I'm full of contradictions all the time. Mm. I get, I, I, I feel like I'm very, very hyper aware of everybody's kind of emotions all the time. And because I like to know what's going to happen, I often try to control people's emotions so that the outcomes are as I expect, so that I will know how to act or react in those situations. I, if it's something I'm not expecting and there's lots of emotion in the room, I can get really confused because it's it's so much that it completely overwhelms me. And I'm trying to work out all the individual emotions, but there's just so much going on. And then it kind of affects me and I just get completely overwhelmed. So I can get I feel like I can get so overwhelmed. But at the same time, I can lose patience and think that people are oversensitive sometimes with things. So I, I feel like I'm just so full of contradictions all the time yeah. that I, I can pick up on these things and can really feel them. But if somebody else does, I'm like, just get over it. What's wrong with yeah. you? But I would be completely losing my shit as well. So it's really, yeah, it confuses me that I'm, and also I'm not so good at knowing what emotions I I am feeling. Like I can um, pick up if there's if it's bad or good, but I can't always pick up the nuances of the emotions that people are feeling. So I feel that there's a change. I feel it in the air. I can feel that something's changed and I'll try and kind of move it back, but I'm not always exactly sure of what's going on, if that makes sense. What about you, Alex? Yeah, really interesting. You and I are very, very different, aren't we, emotionally? I, I, where we where we are similar. What about I don't know about you, James, but that kind of I often think I'm furious at the world, and then I realise I'm hungry, and I only realise because I've got a checklist to remind myself to check if I'm hungry, thirsty, or tired. And if I am, and then I eat, I'm like, oh, I don't shit. It was just that, and that that can be really problem. And then I have inappropriate emotional outbursts all the time, and I try and reduce the interpretation of them afterwards because I, I can't get rid of them but I can change my interpretation of them in front of people I'll say oh that was that was me it wasn't appropriate and I wasn't I don't you know try and do that most people I I know seem to feel things feel what other people are feeling I mean yeah. sorry that was a definite <laughs> and I don't which and that's sort of effective emotional empathy and I don't really have it in any kind of strong way and that, and that's quite hard to deal with. And it's sort of, 
it's a form of sociopathy or psychopathy, but uh, but not uh, not an uh, aggressive form. I just literally don't feel the emotions that other people are feeling. But what I am pretty good at is understanding them intellectually. All of my in-laws, and they're all lovely, but they seem to feel everything. So if you say, oh, this happened, everyone's like really upset about it, and I couldn't give a shit. But then what they can't do is intellectualize it, which I do well. So that cognitive side, I know what you're feeling and I know why. I just don't give a shit. And I care about you as a human, so let's fix it. And that's the way my little brain works. I always identified with Mr. Spock from, from Star Trek, for example, and these characters. I, I get it. I just don't feel it. And that I used to hate it, and now I don't because, because I think it's all right. Like, yeah. yeah, I think it is. I used to, I don't like self congratulatory things, and so I've always said, "Oh no, it's not. You don't know." I think it is quite ace. Yeah, it I'm is. shit at emotion. You haven't got control of it, so you don't need to congratulate yourself. It's just how you are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not something you've worked hard at. No, it's true. However, <laughs> sorry, James, go on. No, it's just, this is a thing that Sam's got. If you say to her, "You're naturally funny," she she yeah. she rejects it and gets angry, saying, "Well, I haven't worked at that. I don't deserve yeah. praise for that. Why would I'm I naturally am. funny? Exactly." And it's, yeah, it's, it's true as well, though, isn't it? It's like people say, I'm "Oh, trying. you know, like, you're so beautiful," or whatever. And I I imagine that that people who hear that would think, "Well, I haven't I haven't done anything for that." So Unless I, they... when I, when I was in my twenties, I I crashed and burned quite badly, and it's fairly well established. Some find it hilarious. <laughs> um, exactly and I realised I was shit it as a human to the degree that it was so it was such a crash it was such a rock bottom moment and I think I practically now ask myself I, ch I, I won't let myself get to that point so I, I have to physically say why are you feeling what are you feeling why self-coaching every day and I quite like it I'll, I'll, I'll look for those things really um if I'm absolutely focused on something emotional, it's bothering me. I can't trust it. So I try and wait 24 hours before I discuss that with the person because, like I said, it might be hungry. I often don't give a shit about it later on. And then the person I brought it up with thinks that I was furious and I still care and it gets really embarrassing. So I think, yeah, getting overwhelmed, I, I have to set boundaries that are important, but that takes practice. So, yeah. I, I don't have very much EQ, James. I think that's the, the bold fact here. For that, for that reason, <clears throat> absolutely not. And I cannot state this clearly enough. Absolutely not, because they haven't prepared a game. For that yeah. reason, I'm going to suggest something slightly different. And that is, oh. if we go back up to those six things in psychoeducation, I yeah. want you both to give a yes or no answer. And I'm going to do oh. the same. So oh, is this something one. that you have the ability to do? So spot and respond to other people's emotions and moods. That's a yes for me. Yeah. Alex? Absolutely intellectually, I can do that if I choose to. Interesting. Second, understanding and responding to your own emotions, moods, but also values and motivations. Not that's a tough, that. Yeah, that's a tougher one for me. I can understand. I'm very similar you. to Alex in that I will often, I don't realise I'm hungry and I get all tired and get really angry and think it's somebody else's fault when actually I just haven't eaten all day. I'm naturally dog shit at that, but I've written down my values and strengths. So and I'm, what about I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask James, his opinions are valueless. Um, I have to write them down. 
I have to write down my values because I don't remember what they are, kindness and things, because I'm naturally evil, I think. So I, I have them written down <laughs> on a sheet to remind myself not to be a twat. What about you, James? You're I, I already answered. Um, I'm, oh, uh, yeah. oh, you did? Just to you some extent, it. yeah. Yeah, I did. Thirdly, to accurately yeah. interpret emotional responses to stimuli. So why did they or I behave like that? How do I know this is true? Again, I think this is something that I am able to do. Yeah, I think you are as well. I I think I am, but I'm not sure if it's actually true. But again, with me, this is the thing with the metacognition yeah. and and sometimes the positive illusory bias so I, we have about yeah, our abilities. I think I know why they behaved like that or why I behaved like yeah. that, but I don't. I just because I yeah. think it doesn't mean it's true. As as an object, uh, sorry, as an objective no, no. kind of um, uh, person, you do not have the ability often. <laughs> I was to just. I wanted to say it. I wanted no responses to stimuli <laughs> at all, Sam. <laughs> I'm so glad I added the second bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've learned this. I've learned how to do yeah. this. And by asking, because I don't think I do it very well. Good. Fourthly, Number feeling four, and demonstrating no. compassion as a form of emotional intelligence. Uh, yeah. For me. Yes. 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 For Sam. Well, Alex? What do you think? That's no. <laughs> a big fat no. So I, I care about people's well-being. Mm. Yeah. And and that's why I'm not, you know, a, a, a lunatic, but to actually feel, I don't, I just don't feel it. I dem I try and demonstrate how, how I think love and compassion is all we have. So that, and that's, um, yeah, no horse shit at that. Fifthly, to be aware of and distinguish emotional and cognitive empathy. And this is something that I, again, I can, I can tell the difference when I am expressing wow cognitive empathy and genuinely feeling emotional empathy so that's a yes for me i don't know what those things mean so so, so feeling one is... what people are feeling thinking understanding what they're feeling intellectually sorry James. Uh, mm. you do the first one just fyi yeah mm. yes i yes. do the second yeah. ah <laughs> right okay yes okay yeah i'd agree with that mm. And then finally, the ability to express and describe emotional responses. And I am, it's interestingly, controlling an emotional response is different to ex expressing and describing emotional responses. I I believe I can do this, but controlling it in the moment obviously is, is a different thing. Yeah. But you do, James. You sometimes email these things that blow me away, like, Oh, I was feeling this then because of that. And when it's like an, uh, a really difficult thing and you express it in this way, and I think I wouldn't have a fucking clue. I wouldn't have a clue why I did that. It's some, yeah. It is I've, something you can do. I've always had this weird ability to objectively step out of myself and a situation and, and almost as a third party look at it and understand and verbalize what happened and what the reasons are, et cetera. Don't know why. Yeah, you're amazing at that. It's weird. I think you can do it, Sam, afterwards. What do you reckon? I can't very well. Um. I don't know. I'm not very good at describing my own emotional responses. I'm not always sure what they are. Yeah, okay. Bad yeah. and good sometimes is as much as I can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I might not understand why I'm feeling this way or exactly what I'm feeling. So, no, I'm not great at that. James, What's the score? Know? Well, the score is technically because I came out best that I win this game. So now it's... <laughs> Instead of being seven four, it's seven five. 
this is it, isn't it? This is the thing. Just because on average we're not great at it, it doesn't mean we're all not great at it. You are much higher than average, not ADHD, at these things. It's just averages. I'm yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. Right then, on that note, note, yes. note, note. Yeah. On that note. I can't stop saying that now. We'll take a break yeah. and we'll be back for tipping in a bit. Stop See it. you. Just Bye. Not sure. Bye. No. Trumpet magic. Uh, uh, is it Alex that brings us back in? Yes, it is. I don't know. It's yes. in blue. Oh, yes, it mm. is in blue. Sorry, I wasn't looking at the script. Okay, I'm not going to do all those tips because it's boring. Um, okay, but if you want one of them, just knock yourself out. Right then, uh, coming back in. Sorry, I'm just going to have to have a sip of water. Wrote mm -hmm. that. You know, did you realise I put a jumper on and we were halfway through recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Continuity is incredible with this podcast. Right. Um, right. Coming back in one, two, three. Welcome back to episode 153 of the ADHD Adults podcast. We are talking about ADHD and emotional intelligence, or EI, sometimes EQ, other things as well. As always, in part three, we're doing top tips, just the tips, monk trumpeting, Gabby Loganing. Right, I don't know how we do top tips for EQ, maybe dealing with having none like me. What a, start with you, James, reading the script. Any tips for EQ or EI? Yeah, kind of, maybe. I'm not sure. We'll see. The first thing I would say is, and we often don't do this, and I've talked about this a little bit in, in bits and bobs over the last few months, self-reflection is something that we don't do. Actually taking time to think about ourselves, not, not in the moment and in self-chastisement, but trying to, to better understand who we are, how we behave, how we think, has been really powerful for me over the last you know, six months to a year, the, the, the anhedonia thing, you know, the, my approach to my mental health, it's been really helpful. And I think sometimes because of the poor metacognition and the alexithymia, people might think they're not emotionally intelligent or, or might not pick up cues from other people that would reinforce the fact that they're emotionally intelligent. So take some time to reflect if it's something you want to. And the only other thing I think is if you can surround yourself with the right people, you know, we, one of the lovely things about the, the the little talks and about our community is that fam that family of people is very important to oh, us, yeah. to all of us collectively as a group. Knowing that there are people that get you, that understand you, is important. And sometimes we're not surrounded by the right people. Sometimes if you are emotionally intelligent and you're surrounded by people who aren't, it's very difficult to be emotionally intelligent because you can face criticism for pointing out the fact that other people are not emotionally intelligent so sometimes it's about that safety of wanting to be authentically you without you know creating conflict sam have you got anything um yeah well yeah some things i i do a lot of self-reflection like every night i have to go over everything that's happened 
all through the day and try and work out what people meant and how they felt and what I meant and how I felt. So I do a lot of self-reflection every night. The the thing I the, the the tips I would say is when I get overwhelmed by my emotions or by other people's emotions, the best thing I can do is just remove myself from that situation. Just excuse myself and leave because it's just safer for me. Otherwise, I'm going to act or react in ways that I will regret later because I don't sometimes understand what's going on and misinterpret and, and I can be, yeah, very unreactive. So removing myself really helps me and giving myself time to reflect, work out what was going on and sometimes just distracting myself for a while with something else. But yeah. then by the time I come back to it, I reflect on it and think that was nothing. That's not something you need to get upset or worried about. It's nothing. So, yeah, just give yourself time, distract yourself and then reflect after. But give yourself time before you reflect. Otherwise, you're still caught up in it. When you do that reflection, do you, how do you, do you remember we've talked a couple of times about how, how it's so important to reflect honestly with a positive lens? Because we tend to do the catastrophe thing and the worst possible interpretation of our own behaviours. Do yes. you have do you purposefully say, OK, what? What's real about that? You know, was it was it as bad as that or was it OK? Do you do that? As, long, do do as that? long as I give it enough time. Yes. If I don't give it enough time and I'm still caught up. And when I say enough time, it might be days. It might be weeks. It, it depends yes. on the situation. Yeah, it might be. You've got to give yourself enough distance. Otherwise, no, I can't be objective like that. And I will just come to the conclusions. I'm still embarrassed about things that happen more than 20 years ago if they crop up in oh, my God, mind. I'm embarrassed I'm just... about things that happen when I'm three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should Absolutely. be. That was a disgraceful act. I know. Uh, I was such a horrible, evil child. <clears throat> awful toddler. I mean, they all <laughs> I are. It's, what about yeah, you, Al? They're, they're really good. You, all, oh, both yeah, of you have taken most of mine. Oh, I think James's, uh, James's point really is, is yes, you're born with emotional intelligence, but you, you, it is a skill as well that you can build on from wherever you are. And, and I think that's what I've had to do is try and build some intellectual empathy to, to fill the void that is my, my sociopathy. And uh, taking space, everything you've said, actually, I really agree. Expanding that a bit more as well is if you can find life issues that cause you stress, in general, stress exacerbates ADHD symptoms. Stress exacerbates emotional, a lack of emotional empathy and intelligence. So anything that causes you stress that you can control is a good idea because stress you can't control is going to happen. And it's 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 a big vase that you've got to fill. So if you can, anything you can control stress, getting support and treatment for ADHD can reduce stress, not just meds, but self-education psychoeducation um james when you talk about that journey i know it's an awful mm. word but those reflecting when do you do it how do you do it with someone else or because it's hard who, who has the time to go right i'll think about me you know it's it's hard right when do you do it? um in the bath my my mindfulness yeah. the one time where i can actually think about things and stop and reflect is in the bath it's the only, it's the only time i'm relaxed in a hot bath bit of music on sometimes i will play a game but i will stop and think about these things and sometimes it's in conversation with the lovely laura and we when we were in ireland we we talked a lot about my anhedonia and whether it was important to me to feel this way etc but usually it's just in that those odd quiet moments sometimes with a fag outside sometimes in the bath where i just have time to think because 
everything we do, we're running at 100 miles an hour constantly, working seven days a week, not having no time to do anything. So having that time to stop and reflect is hard, but I have to find it because yeah. I realise it helps. It's powerful. It really, really is. I do it I... when I should be sleeping at night. <laughs> and and is that a healthy approach? That's... Would we say? Well, it's just I've just learned now that that's what I have instead of sleep. <laughs> and reflection. I'm still alive. Barely. What what yeah. life though, really? Um, so last thing I would say is is I ask myself, why did I feel that? Why do I think I felt that really? Was that the reaction I want to show to the world? The, the, the behavior, the response? And what could I do next time to spot it in advance or to change my reaction? And what Sam said of just removing yourself if you have to, absolutely fundamental to me. I tell people in advance it might happen so they don't think I'm huffing off, slamming the doors in fury. It's not about them. It's about me. Um, sorry, too many top tips. I apologize. That's it. That's okay. At least you apologize. Anyway, <laughs> round things off. That was episode 153 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD and emotional intelligence or EI or EQ or something. As usual, if you enjoyed this episode or want to get in touch or are really bored, you can visit the, the website, adhdadults.uk, to find out more, etc., etc. Yeah, it's the wrong web address again, isn't it? Scripture's yeah. a fucking mess. I what don't know. Anyway, see you soon, maybe. Bye. Bye all. Trigger warning clacks on. Clacks on clacks on clacks on clacks on. Big clacks on. Trigger warning clacks on. Clacks on clacks on clacks on.